Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. An Erios production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill Hitler? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hi everyone and welcome to The, the Big, Big Ones. Ones! I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And this is The Big Ones. Each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be complicated to discuss, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Brian, Brian Schaff. Wow. You guys, now that you're in an office, there's no Here we screwing are. around. No, no we're so this professional. This thing is slick. I love it. <laughs> So you guys remember Brian, he was on a couple seasons ago when we talked about if you could uh, differentiate the art from the artist. Do you remember that, Brian? I do. And that's actually was one of my favorite episodes. Because that was one of your favorites, it, really? It was. Because, of course, I love talking. You're so fun to talk to in these ways. Like, that's you've always been like. Well, this was I heard people were demanding. To Another have you back. To have that? you back. That's what I told him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, was, she was buttering me up. <laughs> Trying to get you to Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to come back, baby. No, but Brian's always like so fun to talk to about these sort of theoretical. Cerebral. Um, He's a I know, cerebral I'm guy. I don't know what it's going to be. Cerebral. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, we have a doozy. Now, I just quickly, before we dive into Brian's um, little big what one. What did I do? <laughs> I have a bone to pick. No, I just, okay, I'm just kidding. No. no, I just wanted to quickly f- to follow up um, on that um, dilemma, the do you separate the art from the artist, uh-huh. um, just because I think like situations keep coming up where I think about I that. Was, uh, part of my thoughts was I was going to maybe return to it. For your oh, little big one? Possibly. That was one of the options. Okay. So maybe it's Should meant we, to be that you're bringing it up Maybe. A so do you want to just go right into that? Yeah. No, you don't say. <laughs> no, no, Is no. That, I just oh, meant my my microphones having a bit of a time. I thought you were being really okay. No, no. Well, go I ahead. thought of it again because I saw. Um, again, this is a little intense, but I saw the Michael Jackson documentary, oh, Leaving God. Neverland. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't really. And I adore. I'm a huge fan. Have been forever. You're and a jackhead. I was complete jacko head. And uh, <laughs> wacko jacko. Um, and I was. I couldn't believe how compelling I thought. It, how just utterly sucked into it. I truly thought I was going to put it on for ten minutes to kind of see, like, okay, this is what people are talking about, and watch the whole four hours. And it definitely affects my relationship with the music well let me tell you something brian because this is what i find crazy you so, seem wound no no already no, no it's just it's it's <laughs> i just want to to point out the hypocrisy of the world because since that came out 
I still hear Michael Jackson on the radio constantly, all the time. At Ace's school, he there they did a little talent show, and the kids sang "Man in the Mirror." Right, bunch of little kids at a school yeah. singing "Man in it's the like Mirror," and it was weird. Choose because it is such like a part of our universe. They choose to go to separate it, but then when it comes to someone like Woody Allen or something, where it's kind of like a very niche kind of film, it's not mm-hmm. this overall pop music. Then it's very much for easier for people to go. Well, no, it's it's not. You can't watch them because because the artist is the, the art. But then when it comes to something pop culture, popular something music, with a big enough a, footprint, exactly. and something that is actually actively would take work in cutting out mm-hmm. of your life. Like yeah. you would actually have to avoid. places people and things hypocritical about it to me is that we're all making this bargain constantly constantly in a thousand different ways yeah well and the the thing with the michael jackson documentary was i mean your response to an art object is involuntary you you there's not a real way to kind of set a rule to that and i just if putting on his music now is just colored differently i can't help it but think of it a certain way but there are a million things that don't affect there are either because i don't know what this person's past has been or it hasn't been laid out as explicitly Mm -hmm. and as clearly as it was in that documentary um but it's involuntary but of course we all do it constantly i can't even i mean well, this uh, occurred to me, and this is actually, I, it's funny you brought up the Michael Jackson thing, which is obviously one a huge situation that is really relevant mm-hmm. right now, because um, I was just in Vegas, and the Michael Jackson Cirque show uh, is still there, and like yeah. has a residency, and I'm sure is still wildly popular, and I was just like, oh, it. Is, is, it good? Good? is it good? Yeah, it's okay. Well, the other thing no is like... Love. It's no love. It's a, oh my God. But I will say that also... the next line out of my mouth. <laughs> John, John Lennon was a wife beater. Yeah. I mean, that's something I just recently learned. I didn't know that. Um, but well, there, there are certain things that are so culturally ingrained that in a lot of ways, like Michael Jackson's music is like almost like removed from him in a way because it's so like we've heard it so much. Maybe. I just think I think that's part of the reason why people aren't um, like I think the radios didn't play Michael Jackson for like two weeks and then it was like everyone are was we like, did our moments of <laughs> yeah. sil- moment of silence but i just think because people feel that it's like it's so it like almost doesn't belong to michael jackson because michael jackson is like almost not even michael mm-hmm. jackson like yeah. he's so big right. that you can't even wrap your head around it and but so yeah i just think we're doing it all the time whether it's john lennon or whether it's any sense of like morality as a nation or anything we're making these compromises constantly and are doing things that are morally reprehensible probably 50 times before we have lunch right so it's a well you are i know you are yeah that's true (laughs) well you have a late lunch (laughs) i like to eat around like 2 2 30 but i do think you know it's definitely not black or white oh god okay come on on. (laughs) to quote the villain no 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 but also maybe it's a sign of maturity also being able to hold two ideas about a person in your head is being a thinking mature person also yeah but there's also something to kind of it's just hard because we're in a time now when everything's being put out into everything's getting aired out. Everyone's dirty laundry is being sh- shown. And there are to the a lot world. of things I would say in the privacy of a podcast that I wouldn't say at work <laughs> or with mixed company. <laughs> right, right. Well, but a, a lot of people are going to listen to this, Brian. Like millions. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we, we checked the numbers and we about 1.5 million people listen in LA alone. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I will yeah. say that that Finding Neverland had some of the most beautiful photography of Los Angeles I've ever seen. Wow. It and was a real side note, slice unrelated to anything else. It's really beautifully shoots Los Angeles, I think. But I just think that if I, I can't. Oh, everything's out in the open now, right? Because of social media, if I may quote the elders. Um, uh, everything's out in the open more. There's no secrets. Everyone's an open book, basically. That, look, people aren't going to be perfect people. I know, but you can't say Michael Jackson wasn't perfect. I mean, no, he was no, a, no, a I'm criminal. Not I'm not yeah. saying that. At- <laughs> a disgusting criminal. He was a smooth criminal. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard. It's Are hard. you no, guys no. playing him? Are you? Oh yeah! After every uh, during every <laughs> <After> ad break, <laughs> and now back to Michael Jackson. We come in with bad. a full song. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. At, I'm not saying that at all. That it's like, well, no one's perfect or whatever. I'm just saying, like, now is a super difficult time because everyone's dirty laundry is coming out. No one can hide anything anymore. That now we can't just enjoy art. Now we. With art, we have to take on the moral consequence as well. Well, there's a social consciousness that co- comes from this. And, and a lot of these artists um, came up during a time when people were turning a, like a blind eye to some of these behaviors, like the Cosby show. It's so wild to me how long, especially seeing it being like, of course this is what was going on like I know but how we were so naive like I you know I grew up in a family who loved Michael Jackson my sister was obsessed and I remember during the trials I mean I was quite young but I was just like he didn't do it because you also felt like he was this lovable weirdo who was being picked on because he was different and Mm -hmm. so you had this kind of like is that considered confirmation bias I don't know where someone already has your empathy so you kind of are like I, I don't know. It was just um, in the way that the media, you know, can twist and turn things. And that always really scares me when I am watching these like true crime documentaries. And I, um, I, I just watched one and this is we'll have to do an episode on this, but it's kind of dark. It was um, I love you now die about oh, the yeah, girl yeah, who yeah. texted her boyfriend to kill himself. And he oh, did. Yeah, yeah. She was like bullying him. Isn't into she it. still on? Tra- isn't that ongoing? Yeah, I think I, I kind of forget actually how the verdict turned out, but I think it is it's ongoing or was recently resolved. But anyway, so the first half of it is all through the perspective of like the guy's family. And you're thinking, Oh my God, this, what, this is an evil girl. She's a yeah. sociopath. And then the second half, you're getting a different perspective. And, and then I'm going, Oh God, they were both just two mentally ill teenagers who found each other and it was like yeah. the perfect storm but it scares me how easy it is to manipulate people oh, into, what you hear yes, first yes. how so something's pitched that's how something's... what's so crazy about everything and which you know i'm often seen as a um a contrarian just because my first my first thought when anyone says anything or anyone believes anything is to go like that's not true like no matter what that's not not. true that's not true and i'm not just like in general because i'm so aware that things are so biased no Mm. matter like it's just it's literally you watch making a murder or whatever and you're so aware at the end that you're going like maybe he he probably is innocent and then you go and you like you look at the facts and you're like well but hold on a minute they just told they basically just spent you know four hours telling me that he's innocent 
in under the guise of saying no just look at this case do you know what i mean well that's what gets tricky with like some true crime podcast yeah. it's like they don't always have journalistic integrity i mean people are yeah, telling a story holding, they're, they're all telling a story yeah. it's yeah. for entertainment and so well i don't necessarily feel that what do you, way what do you think of that what do you think of all these murder shows is I, that a problem I, I think that some are done well and it's really i love them so it's hard some for are me done to well and some them. of them are just trash <laughs> But I do sometimes, I I do watch them and it it scares me how easily manipulated I am. And I do think sometimes there's a few of these podcasts that have come out that I've listened to that I'm just like, this is like exploitative. These people aren't real journalists. Like they're just like inserting themselves into situations. Are you talking about the big ones? (laughs) (laughs) No, we are real journalists. Yeah, no, I am. What about you, Brian? What do you think? It's like sitting across from two... Brian what do you think of all these murder journalists these murder shows I don't mind them do you think there's anything morally wrong with like a a a, a dateline no do you think or a making a murder or a or a um what's the one with the the guy with the Beverly Hills um the guy the one OJ Simpson no. no the one with the guy who wrote Beverly wrong in Beverly Hills oh oh the jinx yeah I don't know that oh, you, oh yeah yeah yeah, the yeah. The, yeah what's his name uh, Robert Durst. Durst yeah yeah so you think there's something wrong in... I'm just curious I don't I don't really mind it well here's the thing that I'm just thinking of now <laughs> let Uh-oh. them keep going yeah I mean they're they're my favorite shows to watch but here's here's what I think where it gets a little gray is that it's not like watching a dateline where it's literally like here are the facts these are documentary filmmakers they're people who have a bias because journalists news news people should not be giving you information in a biased way. That's like being a journalist, you should be giving people the facts, right? But filmmakers can do whatever they want and they they can they answer to no one. Of course, those shows have a point of view. They're so is that right to, to 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 take a case like that to put someone's live life in your, your hands basically to make the public view someone the way you perceive them well i think it's on the public to be intelligent consumers of all things but they're not everyone's an idiot <laughs> that's the problem I, including myself Everyone, no we're of all idiots the fact that you're saying you're an idiot though means you're smart mm-hmm. because most people don't say they're idiots well that's true. That helps. I'm I'm self aware. But there's still yeah. a lot of I'm unaware of my I'm 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 aware of my unawareness. I'm aware <laughs> that helpful, I don't yeah. know that I'm aware of things. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> our, okay, so we're all we're at a wedding. All right, we're all dancing. <laughs> and Robert Durst night. comes out with us. He wants to talk. <laughs> do we boo him off stage or do we let him have his say? <laughs> All right, so we're dancing, and then what's everyone's favorite Michael Jackson song? Um, Rock it's, with me. Sure, it's a uh, wedding. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are we? Are we? I, I had heard. I heard a story about people are at a wedding, and Michael Jackson came on, and there was one of the aunts just stood still and closed her eyes <laughs> in, in quiet protest. <laughs> No, girl, just sit down or don't. If someone plays Michael Jackson at a wedding, I'm going to (laughs) kneel for the whole song. No, you don't just stand there with your eyes closed. You go and you sit down if you don't want to dance to it. Did she say that's what it was, or was it was everyone saying why is she why is she just standing with her eyes closed? I think body language expressed she was not pleased. 
I, yeah, I think it would be weird. I, I think it's just, I don't know if it's because it's so fresh, the documentary, but there's just like hearing Michael Jackson hour stuff. You just, it, con- it flashes into your brain no, ma- no matter what. And it's like, that's a, what I mean by it's, it's like involuntary. A, and I it's a horrible. It happens or, and if you can listen to it and not have that come flying into your head. But it was also so, right. it was the most graphic kind of telling of, yeah. of, the wrong that an artist has ever done that I've heard, like just like it was it's pretty like, I haven't intense. looked into the Bill Cosby stuff and stuff, but like this telling is like now embedded. So now I hear it and I automatically have an averse reaction of going like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I think I have that too. You just feel icky. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Well, we're lucky because then it doesn't make it a choice. It's not a hard choice because you're, to be honest, I've never been that into Michael Jackson. Ooh, let's mm, hear about that. It's own controversy. Yeah. I, I just, um, I don't know. The music makes me think of like, um, it makes you think of like being home from school sick. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Because I think like when I would be home from school sick, I'd watch VH1. Okay. Oh. Okay. That would have been around that time. Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah. I, I get know. that with Larry big... H. Parker commercials. I'm Larry business. H. Parker and I'll fight for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there was also, um, there was also uh, survival insurance. Did you, did you get the, that, that in Arizona? I no. won't take that ride. Yeah. Hey, can, um, uh, do Need you want to ride? Do you so have this insurance? girl, so let's do it for Brian. So what would happen okay. is this guy would be on the side of the road stranded and this hot young thing in a convertible would come up with blonde hair and she she would pull up and she'd go go ahead need a ride do you have survival no i can't take that ride was it an insurance what yeah. was it for survival <laughs> insurance. insurance yeah and so wait so the idea was even though even, that this beautiful woman is offering him a ride yeah even with the promise of a, of getting in the bone zone you don't you can't <laughs> not if it's not, not without insurance it. it's, it's not, not worth it and what does he it. want it to be life insurance or <laughs> not life insurance <laughs> what kind of insurance, car insurance. <laughs> it's car, car insurance. insurance survival i when i was very young we had um like those TV lawyers that would advertise on TV. Yeah, Larry would, H. Parker. And I would always memorize the number because as a kid, I thought <laughs> if I'm ever alone or if I ever get in trouble yeah. and an adult isn't around, I should just call a lawyer. That's good And so thinking. I would, mem- I had those numbers like Jacoby and Myers memorized. I don't anymore. And I was just like, first sign of trouble. <laughs> I'm calling I'm Jacoby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's great. Well, this is, um, uh, before we get into our big, big one, we just got to do something that's very important. And that's asking people oh, to, yeah, you gotta get to give us, not asking, but telling. telling. Brian, you tell them because you're a man. You've got the, you've got a deepness in your voice that does nothing but threaten. Do I get, do you have something for me to say? Or but, I just mm-hmm. say, listen, you, to yes. everybody listening Give money to this podcast. And bite through Patreon. Give buy, Go through Patreon. Do you With, have a website? Uh, uh, just um, Okay, Brent, let's, maybe we should tell you what to say. Just do it. It's, I it's don't know. A, no, this is good. We're, we're, you're doing Whoever's really listening good. should be doing this. Yes. Yeah, so, don't, um, don't listen for free. For as Come little on. as a dollar a this month. This is good stuff. For as little as a dollar a month on Patreon, you get two bonus episodes per month. Two bonus episodes. Yeah. That's fantastic. Just do it. Yeah. Everybody do it. And subscribe. On Apple subscribe. Podcasts. Yeah, so you have to tell them to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, to rate five stars, to tell their friends, because this is free content and we put a lot of work into it and tell them that um, <laughs> that uh, it's the only, like the way to pay us back is to spread the word about the big ones. Okay, go. This is completely free content. You're getting it for free. You're enjoying it. 
tell your friends. Give some money. Go on Apple. Go on Patreon. Uh, Brian, okay. I'm sorry. Well, it's Brian, just it's... tell them to rate and review and give five stars. Rate and review it. Give it five stars. And what are you going to do to them if they don't? If you don't do it, yeah, what it's going to be very, very bad. Oh. I don't want to threaten. Yeah, no, but you can. I but heard what, that a lot of people are listening to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what kind but of just do it? I don't know. Three I don't keywords of what might of some of the of the what kind of will be in store for them if they don't humiliation, <laughs> um, <laughs> bad publicity. Mm. Those are the other two. Right. That's good. Okay. Cool. Anything physical or no? I mean, tickling. Come on, let's yeah, fit. tickle, humiliation, tickling without stopping. Oh God! Now this is something we've never had to do before, but we're gonna take a commercial break. Is this the first commercial? We're doing a commercial break. Yeah, because otherwise, I just have to like fit it in somewhere. Oh, and this is a way to go like. Oh, okay. We'll be back because they we'll, put it in in the middle. Oh, we'll guys, be right back. We'll be right back with our big, big one. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, guys. Welcome back. That was good. That was good, huh? Really good. Wow. That was. I hope they put an ad in there. If they don't, if they don't that's okay too, because uh, it just yeah. gave us a little break, a little breather. Oh, someone we were... else does it for you. Mm-hmm. This is four hours what? later. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that was enough time. What kind? Who's advertising? Or you don't know? Well, you know, we have got three um, across-the-board advertisers for all of our Erio shows, which are Audible, okay, Native. Deodorant. What's, the, what's native? Oh, deodorant? Natural deodorant. Well, Brian, okay. I... We just did an ad, but legit, we love it. We love it. Is that the thing where it's like a big rock? Uh, I don't no, think so. Sarah uses that? this thing. It's like a big thing. Of, it's it's like, a big rock. It's like a big salt rock or like, something. Uh, it's chalk? Na- it's, Does it work? As far as I can tell, but it's like, yeah, it looks... No, it's not a rock. This looks like... It's a natural deodorant something. This is natural, and I don't know, maybe the commercial just played. If not, it was an audible commercial or a Buffy uh, comforter. Comforter. Which is uh, an, another great product. But Native is like, it's natural. It looks like a regular deodorant, but it works. It's great. All right. Are we ready for our big, big one? I'm ready. I'm on the edge of my seat. It's the year 2025. <laughs> you are the president of the United States. We are on the precipice of war with a foreign country. The military has the technology to use autonomous killer robots to fight for the U.S. You must make a choice. Do you send the killer robots into war, knowing that there might be complications and ramifications on a global level? Or do you risk the lives of your human soldiers like you normally do? Is it ethical to use robots to Wait a kill what is that? in a war? Wait, we got what's that? Oh, I have put to put money in my meter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's I think it's plugged in over there. Oh, so all I hear is 
Okay. Will you put money in mine too? It's yeah, right. Did you not get it? <laughs> okay, so sorry about that. Are we ready to hop hop back in? Hop back in. Okay, yeah. so we're talking killer robots um, off the bat. Where Will we... you say the last sentence one more time just because it was going off right when you were giving the last sentence? Is it ethical to use robots to kill in a war? First impressions. My first impression is Yes. Wait, it is ethical? Yeah. Is it ethical? I mean, yeah. Well, that's different. I Well, yeah, I mean, war, you could argue that all killing is unethical, right? Yeah. But we're saying in a world where war exists and yes. this is, you know. Right. I is the, is the question because it's less accurate that there can be more civilian casualty? What is the? Well, the what is be, I don't understand what the downside. What the is downside is? To be. Okay, well I'll go into this because I did a little bit of research. So okay. one is, and this they can say the same of um, drones, and this has been okay. a conversation. Yes, is that that's what I'm thinking of? A, a robot, and these are autonomous robots. These are not robots I'm that are being robot soldiers. Yeah, they're, okay. these are not um, like um, what's that movie with the people in the big robot suit that fight the kaiju's. What? Um, there's a disaster movie. Um, it's people in a big robot suit. They're um, fighting the kaijus. The kaijus are big animals. Is that like big the Power monsters. Rangers? That's what that sounds it's like. It's not Power Rangers. I've though. never heard like the that. word kaiju before. Okay. Uh, we got a level four kaiju. <laughs> I don't know. I've got what? A, I don't know. Um, this anyway. sounds like a video game or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It might have been. Okay. So anyway, so that, the one, one of the things is because they're autonomous, these are robots that are making their own decisions that they might not be able to distinguish between other soldiers and civilians. So there is a accuracy factor. Well, um, it's probably unethical to be sending kind of half-made robots, right? Like, shouldn't it be... What do you mean? Perfected. What do you mean? They shouldn't be beta testing the robots right. on the battlefield. I mean, I think kind of the... even if they're, how do you really trust a, a robot's moral sense of like when to pull the trigger and when not to? Although arguably, anyway, but I'll give you one of the other cons of this. So that's okay. why some people are like the same way people think like, you know, drones could result in more um, mm-hmm. casualties. Okay, another um, downside of using robot soldiers, people believe that it would cheapen the cost of war financially, um, right. long-term, which might make it more easier to get into these sorts of conflicts with other countries. So say that... you say, oh, it's going to be cheap and no humans And no humans, die. no American humans. Yeah. We're not talking about... We're not talking about sending robots against robots, okay? We're talking about replacing American soldiers. So whoever soldiers. this other country is, they're we're, a non-robot nation. We're, yes, okay. we assume. NR, NR, N. And I'm the president. Yeah. Yeah. You're the president. Yeah. Wrap your head around that. Yeah, that's the bigger question. How's <laughs> How six that years happen? from now, I'm the president. How did that happen? And I've also taken us to the brink of war. <laughs> yeah. Which that, that, that makes sense. That yeah. does add um, up. So yeah. What is, what are you, what's your initial? Well, my initial thing. Mine is that it seems okay. Mine is that it doesn't. Now here's. Because the overall thing of war, moral, but killing's wrong. So morally, on the ethics scale, to kill anything, whether there's war or not, is wrong. So then when there is a war, is it ethical to kill? Well, there is, a, 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 I guess, if you're defending something that is worth killing for because it's for the greater good, then like you look at World War II or something, and it's like, well, that's pretty gray. So I don't know. 
Now, so so war, killing in war is a gray area to me. Would everyone agree with that? Or do you think... Yeah, I mean, I'm... It is it is tough because I do think there when there are like atrocities happening like and dictators I, I don't know now wars become it's like so it's always been political obviously but it's so like seems so politicized now but right I, I'm not like a diehard pacifist where I'm like I've never you could never justify a war to me I think there are some situations yeah. where mm-hmm. I'm like yeah we I guess we have to engage I think it's sort of baked into the cake by this I don't know yeah. if we're, I mean of course in some utopic wonderful right play, exactly. but I think it's sort of an inevitable part an inevitable part of now I being th- an animal on the planet, you know, there are right. going to be it's just territorial disputes. hard to think though. Cause okay. So if there were two countries and both of them were robot fighting, that would be one thing. But then there's another thing to stand on the sidelines and use whatever technology and stuff we have in place of ourselves. To, I, I don't well, know. I, I, I don't know. Isn't it an extension of technology? Yeah, it's yeah. Like having a better gun, but a or drone. A better... But see, the thing is, like with a the the thing that's weird, which I don't understand why I have such a hard time comprehending, is someone not do it, it, someone not killing someone themselves, but using something else to take themselves out of danger, so that they don't have to be in the in a. It's like being far removed through a drone to drop a bomb instead of being the one to drop your the bomb yourself well so you're kind of like if you're gonna you know if, if you're gonna don't do break it, do up it. with me through a text yeah if you're gonna do it do it it's like it's like the responsibility no one should be breaking up with no, anyone no, no, through no, a text no no but or you, sending a robot <laughs> a killer robot <laughs> breakup robot yeah Aww. oh but the, this is the thing i mean if you're if we're talking just like from above morally it's like is it better to waste less lives to lose less lives mm-hmm. um because instead of it being hu- american US soldiers soldier versus a wherever soldier you just go and a you US send robot yeah so in you're in the grand scheme of things it's like we're losing less lives um but i think it's more nuanced than that i also think i like maria if it were just robots versus robots then um, i'd pay to watch that <laughs> well then it's like let's go just go mono mono get one of my robots one of your robots yeah, and you know put them in a, in a room yeah put them in a room and let them talk it out <laughs> yeah a trial by combat situation um so is it that is it the removal of any kind of human responsibility to pull the trigger that's troubling the civilian thing is more problematic to me that if conceivably they're going to be killing civilians or and maybe like how they do with drones like that these it can't be as accurate as they want that there are mistakes that it's inevitable yeah but i feel like that's inevitable in any case whether it's human i mean it's all human error for the for the most part because even if you build a robot it's human error whatever the robot does wrong is human error if a if a human shoots at someone and misses and shoots that's human error too so it's like the thing to me though is kind of the slippery slope of being so far removed from something where it's almost feels like a video game um, as opposed to being in the middle of something and having an appreciation for the life you're taking, the lives you're taking and the, the consequence. Uh, yes, there, there is something while I like, of course don't want anyone to lose their life. It's like, Oh, like we're going to send all these killer robots and, and we'll have no blood lost on our side. It makes it so easy 
yeah. to make that decision where if you're weighing it, like we're going to lose some people, they're going to lose people. I think you might think twice if you just have a brigade of killer robots. I think I keep thinking you're about abused. to say killer whales every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I keep like thinking that like I'm definitely against <laughs> yeah. sending in the killer whales. No, they, those guys need to be out in the ocean. Yes, they do. I get, I'm, I'm just trying to think of sending um, a robot militia to another country that doesn't I don't know how much how are you imagining how them? much do you think people are being deterred by the human cost I'm maybe I'm cynical but I don't even believe that that I can't imagine that that's preventing a lot of wars I mean I'm hoping that they are taking that into consideration the loss of life I mean yeah I don't know if we're being naive and thinking but I think that when people are in combat there is, um, or or people that are on, and maybe Bailey, our uh, Air Force listener. We should ask Bailey. We should ask Bailey because we, go ahead, Brian. No, that's just a great idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should ask Bailey because when you're in, I think, I think taking yourself, the soldier out of it, takes away the consequences. But we're all... To argue on the side for the killer robots, we're already doing that in many ways. I mean, we are not a lot of the wars, modern wars. Yeah. It's not. We're not in hand to hand combat. No, right. you're, you're in. That's what I think we should go your, back to. You want it Swords. like David and Goliath? Yeah, send yeah, yeah. your best guy out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think. That's the only way because that's it's not fair otherwise. At it. That's it's not fair otherwise. It should be a battle of uh, strength. Because we are already like we have more uh, innovations, uh, the American military, like if we're, you know, in some ways, are you supposed to self-regulate as far as like innovation, like military innovation? Like there's it just seems like having a better it just seems like better technology, a faster plane, a more accurate gun. I think what do you think of this is also kind of presuming some sort of. AI or these are autonomous. These are autonomous. Robots, so it's not like someone with a joystick at a base. No, not like the. These are well, these are guys that left that? the warehouse and walked out of there. Somehow, I'm more. What comfortable. do you think about making these mines to go be soldiers? It's I, like having. Yeah. Well, that that also, I mean, it brings up some moral um, gray area. It's like, uh, oh gosh, what's the movie? This Blade this Runner, South African robot Chippy. Where are you seeing all these movies? You have a different streaming oh, service than everyone else. Oh, um, no. Chappie? Chappie. 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 Don't Chappie. Know. You don't know Chappie? So Chappie was a robot. <laughs> you don't know Chappie. So Chappie? Chappie was a robot that was made for war, but Chappie had a heart of gold. <laughs> okay, so Chappie didn't want to kill. I, I don't remember the, the details, but I'm saying if we are creating this art, autonomous artificial intelligence, is it okay to basically force them to go to war? I mean, we're basically drafting Especially AI. if it's being created for that purpose. It's not like they're going to... Or maybe then it is. Then what, it, happen, what happens oh, to the robot vets? They come back. But are they self-aware in that state or are they literally just programmed to go do this? Like, it's not like when, when I have, when I'm searching and I'm like looking up a weird photo of like some condition I think I have, I'm not like, I'm, I'm nervous my computer is going to then have like PTSD because of it. Do you know what I mean? But your computer isn't but autonomous. But it would be a different world. It would be a world where machines are kind of free thinking. 
Okay. And the machines are making decisions. So now there's an argument to have killer robots. Let me throw this at you guys. So whereas a soldier is human, they have emotions, they can snap. They can get PTSD. I mean, we saw this. There was this drama going on in the Marines, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with the guy who was like killing people and civilians. Like, I mean, soldiers do snap and they can make emotional rash decisions. But computer short circuit. (laughs) But that is an argument for the robots is like they would be less emotional about it. Maybe, but if you're giving them the ability to make a choice, uh, is it good? I don't know. I mean, they might like get less angry and, you know, take it out on their wives. (laughs) When they get back to the mainland. But if you're giving the robots the ability to make decisions, it's not that you're giving them ability to make decisions based on emotions. It's that you're giving them programming to be able to look at all of the outcomes and be able to choose from that. So, so it's not like you're giving them human emotion, whereas they make choices and they, and they're able to feel things. Therefore they are able to make decisions based on that. No, Yeah. That's what I'm saying is they wouldn't be emotional. So then that to me is if it's complete, just programming, so that's it's just one like thing. sending a machine. There. Yeah. It's like the same as dropping a bomb almost. It's the same as turning on a vacuum. If Not, I put this machine inside of this country, mm-hmm this many people will die. It's just able to calculate through having all of the information what the best choices are. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the chess like a, computer. A Roomba. What'd you say? A Roomba? More like a Roomba? Yeah, exactly. exactly. It, it has the, the, the out like line of the room and when it hits a wall, it's able to turn around and go the other way. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like that will just happen and then every country will have it? What if what if it's both? Then is that better? If it's robot versus robot, and that's just what I war think that's becomes. Better. Uh, Although but then, then how I does think... it have any cost? At some point, well, then like... it just becomes like a thing we're doing every weekend. Yeah, it's yeah. like sending in the <laughs> with robots. a couple beers, <laughs> something we just enjoy watching. Um, I don't know. It also just feels like, and maybe this is me being old fashioned, but like a good old fashioned hand to hand war. It's just like, it does feel like if we're taking, and I know technology advances, but there is something scary to me. And this is like any sort of new idea that we're going to have robots and like, what's next? Some giant spider that we're going to send it like just some, like, I don't know. It's like, what's You see this on a movie? <laughs> yeah, she did. It was Wild Wild, Wild, Wild West. West. <laughs> <laughs> and I you just, think, would you be against that? I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, are we, if we're using all of our technological resources to fight these wars, one upping each other, oh, now now they have a robot. Now we've got to come up with this, this other thing. It's like, let's just try and get to Mars. <laughs> you think just put it in. <laughs> just funnel those resources. It's like, this stuff's expensive. Yeah, but then Amanda, here's the other thing. What's more important, saving human lives through not sending men and women to war or uh, saving human lives by being able to set up a colony on Mars? (laughs) I mean, I definitely like the idea of not sending our our, young people into fight wars. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to think, yeah. How old do you think the robots should be? <laughs> enough to go. Three, three months. <laughs> they could be, be 18. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I mean, it's hard. It's just hard because I really do feel like we're even at the brink now where it's just a there's a loss of consequence because everything is so removed, whether it be, and I'm going to use the the old people's words, social media. <laughs> Everyone's able to see the world through their phone. Everyone's able to write a comment on the message board saying blah, 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 and be anonymous. It's like, it's like no one's out there actually making the decisions and doing the things and putting themselves on the line where it just, I fear it getting to the point where it's like we're having robots do everything for us. Yeah, I feel like it's part of a bigger, it's more an AI question, kind of, because that's gonna, there are going to be so many implications yeah. that come with that, that war and violence is going to be one of endless... They're going to start taking our jobs. They're going to start taking our jobs in the movie industry <laughs> and the podcasting industry. I mean, they'll have more to say. That's for They're going to have a lot sure. more to say. I mean, part of me is like, let's not even go there with these robots <laughs> fighting wars. Like, because it is this thing of like, once you open that up, it's just like, where will this go? And I have a little thing here because I was, there's um, an article on um, PSU. What do the robots look like, by the way? Um, I'm imagining them kind of... Um, because what if they look real? What if the technology gets so good that they you can't they tell the difference have between faces. them and a person? They shouldn't have faces. They shouldn't. What about holograms? <laughs> no, girl, get out of here. She's twisting her fingers around I'm like a maniacal evil lord. What about, should we send holograms? Cheaper. <laughs> i don't know enough about it i can't speak to this <laughs> you don't want to offend anyone i get it what is psu okay psu.edu and this is just a little article about this says it's important to point out that typically the laws and conventions that govern the use of a technology in war are made after the fact generally it's hard to predict how and if a particular technology will be used and the impact that it will have Further, the use of some technologies may change as the war progresses. For example, bombing raids during World War II initially only focused on military targets, but errant bombing raids and their reprisals opened the use of this technology to carpet bomb cities. So that's kind of to like Maria's point that it's a slippery, so like slope. A slippery slope. What's a carpet argument? bomb? I don't know. Does that just mean it's... Um, I think I, of carpet bombing as everywhere. Like you're not um, being tactical yeah, you're kind maybe. of like yeah. destroying a whole area mm. i don't know that though uh, i'm not sure either but um i'm also not going to look it up <laughs> get bailey <laughs> get bailey so should we kind of like speaking of what do the robots look like should we kind of enter this scenario and just we might learn something by sort of playing the roles sure so why don't we have brian do you want to be the president sure okay and so um i think <laughs> Brian is the president. Um, okay. And Marie, I think one of us should be a soldier, a human soldier, and one of us should be a robot. So I'd like to play the robot. Okay, great. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. And what, I'm trying to decide which of you to send? <laughs> yeah. Now, hold on, though, because the robot that I'll be playing, I mean, there's one kind of robot that's like a box with, with like, two legs. That <laughs> Well, you have a waist. <laughs> that's why... <laughs> <laughs> that's one or there's the one that's very much human uh, yeah, human-like split or the it difference could be a, it could be a 
yeah. robotic spider. You're Chappie. <laughs> okay, let me just Google image search Chappie for you so you can see who you are. I think I he he looks like Buzz Lightyear kind of, right? But without a without face. Without a face. <laughs> Buzz, you're Buzz Lightyear without a face. Okay. <laughs> you're Buzz Lightyear without I'm a Buzz face. Buzz Lightyear uh, face, facing a wall. I Can I tell you guys something really quickly? Yeah. I went to Disneyland the other day and they have this they have star wars land but they also have this like star wars like experience you can go into which is where the old interventions used to be Mm -hmm. you know and so you go in and like you can get your picture taken with chewbacca and with darth vader and we were there with (laughs) with craig's five-year-old niece um and she was really excited to meet all these characters so we got a picture with chewbacca he was great he was so much fun and um then we get in line to go to see darth vader and and they make it like we were the only people in line, right? And so then, so then they like it, it's a whole thing where you wait in line. They take you into a back room. Mm-hmm. So you wait in line. It's and just you and him. It's mm. well, first <laughs> it's members of the empire, and they go like, "Do you do you, um do you um pledge allegiance to the empire or whatever?" And you're like, and I said God. no. Everyone else said yes, and I was like, well, no, I don't. And she was like, excuse me, and I was like, well, wait, wait a minute, what are you trying to do? Anyway, she took me it's back. That contrarian streak in you. Exactly. Yeah. I said no. I'm not. I'm a rebel um so then they take us back to meet darth vader and a guy and a guy meets us before we go in and he goes one minute please miss uh lord vader's waiting for you and so then they have you put all your bags down or whatever and then um and then they go all right come in come get a picture with lord vader and so then you hand the guy your phone and lord vader's standing there and then he's had his his voice or whatever and he's you know talking mm-hmm. anyway we get our picture taken it's this whole thing and then at the end of the picture there's a window there's like a fake window there's like a fake window as the backdrop which is basically what was on his ship on darth vader's Mm -hmm. ship and so after the picture's taken we all go to leave and i look back at darth vader and he turns and looks out the window like he's contemplating but it's just a wall it's uh (laughs) funniest thing i'd ever seen oh my god because i guess he does that in the movie but it was just so funny anyway i know it was that was a long story but it was just really made me laugh that's that's good because that's you know that's the future all right (laughs) you guys can do that here yeah no 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 yeah we do have a window to a wall in the erio's office all right so i'm i'm uh faceless buzz and you're i'm gi jane okay okay and do, do we know what country we're going to war with? Should we just... Uh, we don't want to get What into about Genovia, which is where the Princess Diaries okay, took yeah. place, okay. which is Perfect. a fake... It's a fake land. That okay. way we won't offend anyone. Mm-hmm. And All right, so I'm... The president, yeah. All right. Hello. Hello, Mr. President. Hello, Mr. President. You're the robot, correct? Yes. Okay. Hi, Mr. President. I'm Jane. Hello. Nice Thank to you. meet you. Thank you for your service. I'm Biz. Um... Very nice to meet you. Now, I have to decide who I'm sending. What can you tell me? We're going to war with... Genovia. Genovia. I knew that, too. Well, she said it first. I might not be as book smart as this robot. I am not a she. I am an it. I didn't call you a she. The president did. Okay, well, one of you is going to war. Soon. And I need to know who that's going to be. Well, so I maybe can't. you can tell me some of why I should or shouldn't send you. Do you both want to go? I would like to serve my country. 
Okay, good. I've been to the last five wars, and I'm not stopping now. Experience. Interesting. Have you been in any wars? I've never been to any wars, but all of them have been programmed into me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't say. I only have a fifth grade education. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm street smart. Now, definitely don't send us both. This isn't going to turn into some buddy comedy. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of both, and maybe I'll go too. Why say we all go? <laughs> we all go, the three of us. Let's see what we get into oh over there. God. But you're the president. All right, okay. And what is the conflict? Remind me again. I know the robot knows. The conflict is that Genovia is trying to send its children into combat before they turn the age of 10. They're also... <laughs> so we're so going to be, be facing a child children. army. <laughs> That doesn't phase me. Ten and younger. That's fine. How do you feel? I feel good. I'm fine with it. I have been programmed to know the the pros and cons, and I will take each situation and be able to uh, determine uh, the best path to take. I got a situation for you, robot. Yeah, go ahead, Jane. There's a woman coming at you. She's holding newborn twins. She's coming at you. She looks sweet at first. She's carrying a basket of fruit. Fruit and two babies. Yeah. All of a sudden, she pulls out a machine gun. She's about to shoot up your whole squad. What do you do? That's easy. I take the fruit. (laughs) Yes. And I know that one of those fruits is a bomb. I throw it toward her side, and then she retreats. Pretty good. How about you? Same situation. Okay, she's walking at me. The minute she pulls out her machine gun, I already have my gun pulled because I noticed something was off. One of but won't a those, robot notice that? Not, this is not the me because I can read faces. I know human nature. I so I saw that actually that woman isn't a woman. It's a man in a costume. And those babies, they're not babies. They're more melons. They're <laughs> Now, would a robot be able to tell the difference between a baby and a melon? That is true. The robot thought it was a woman with a gun and two babies. Don't you? I'm not... You cannot send this robot to war. Send me. Jane's got a life to live. I just... I vow my service to this country, and that's it. Really? Haven't we just made you think that? You don't have hopes and dreams for your life? You could do anything you set your mind to. You don't want to settle down one day? You're going to get an education after you're out of the army? I know everything. You don't have any dreams. You don't want a, a lake house. You don't want a boat. What is a dream? I'm sending this robot. <laughs> I love this robot. But I want to go. I need to serve. You don't understand. I have no life Why here. Because this is my life. where you should be going to war. This is all I So you have something to do? My self-value is completely 100% wrapped up in winning wars. It's because of my father. The way that my father well, treated me. Well, that is not. We can't have work out those issues in a war that's wild but i'll do anything <laughs> i could do anything hey arm wrestle me okay fine i can do anything better than him no she can't yes i can no, she yes i can no she can no she can yes no, she i can can't. interesting <laughs> let's get a target in here 
Whoever shoots better can go. And scene. Um, impressions. I think there's nothing wrong with sending a robot the more I think about it. It's a technology... The more interest, the more complicated thing is what it does to an artificial mind. Hmm. You, you're saying it like from the um, robots perspective yeah. that that might not be okay. If we're, if we're saying that the robots are autonomous, then in a way if they it's shouldn't. true AI, which would be a mind. So how do you feel about AI in general then in, in creating AI to service us as humans? <laughs> <laughs> and sexually, I do mean sexually. <laughs> Do you think, here's a question I have about it. Do you think when AI becomes so clear that you can't tell humans from robots, when you get involved romantically with an AI, do they have a responsibility to tell you they're not human? If they know that you're a human and they know that they're not. Well, what are the complications? And if it's impossible to know the difference Are they able to have kids and stuff like that? Or uh, is there any... No. Okay, so then I would say that you need to know what they you're doing. They can do everything in. else. <laughs> they can cook? Everything else but bear a child. Then I think mm. there, there's a responsibility to letting someone know what you're getting you into. You have to tell them you're a robot. Because they can't have children? Well, just because, to, not just they can't have children, but to like, it's going into something blindly about like, I, I think you have to tell because you're not human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think if they're the same as humans in every other way, I mean, I think when you're first starting a relationship, honesty is very important anyway. What about an alien that looks like you? Should an alien tell you that? Yeah, I think an alien should definitely tell you. Then why shouldn't a robot? I think a robot should. That's what I was saying. <laughs> so they should tell. You don't think? Yeah, they probably should. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be, you'd feel very silly if you two years Ten in, years down the line, yeah, found out that you, you go know. swimming and <laughs> and it's just <laughs> there wires. Goes your wife. It's just wires. <laughs> well, okay, so let's just say, um, last impressions, at last vote. Are we sending killer robots to fight our wars? I would say that I believe it's a very slippery slope. I already think we're going down that hill. I think we're slipping, we're sliding. And so, you know, I, I don't know if there's any stopping it. I do like the idea of saving the lives of human beings. So I'm going to say that I think it's morally wrong to send things in to kill people and not being able to have the like the, the same amount of a consequence to go along with it but in the grand scheme of war i think it's better to send machines in than it is to send humans so you're a yes is that a yes is that what i'm hearing yes your honor i think i'm a yes too we're already through that looking glass we're yeah. already there's less human presence on the battlefield already at least from america yeah and it just seems like places will catch up it seems like the new way yeah. Um, after thinking about it carefully, I think there's going to be some career soldiers who are really pissed off by this. Uh, oh, because Jane, this is coming from yeah, what Jane. I learned going into it. But I, um, like you guys, have come around to this idea. I, I do think it's in some ways inevitable. And I also ha- think I came up with a really good idea of how we should be fighting the wars in virtual reality. That's good. Just I, everybody gets a 
goggles a vr headset yeah and we go in and we're facing off and it's all in vr mm-hmm. um okay. and, and when the enemy's all in the vr world that's when we send in the killer robots <laughs> take them out in one swoop <laughs> all right well they should we get to our our listener big one i sent it to you amanda oh sure that was that was interesting yeah, it's, it's a doozy. Spooky. It's I hard think. not to be so scared of those sorts of technological advances. I know, I'm yeah. really trying to embrace technology. I got on the cloud, which I'd uh, never been on before. Oh, and I'm loving it. Wait, what's on the cloud? It's just tracking up your files. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically. I thought it was like your whole life had to become about it. And so I got a new phone, and I was like, the one thing I don't want is the cloud. Don't even think about it. And the guy at the store was like, you don't understand. It's like, you need, it's how your phone works now. You can't I not don't understand what the cloud is. It's just, you take a picture on your phone and then it's on your computer when you get home. Okay. But doesn't then all the space get taken up in, on every device? Yeah, it seems to be. And then they sell you more space. Yeah. But I don't take that many pictures. Mm. Okay, here comes Amanda with the listener big one. Okay. Dear Big Ones, I have two close friends, Devin and Tara. Devin and Tara are also close friends, but things have changed recently. Mm -hmm. Tara recently divorced her husband, and since then, Devin has been acting strange. Devin confides in me and has expressed that Tara has been distant from him lately, and he is really hurt by this. Tara also confides in me and has told me Devin has weirded her out lately and seemingly come on to her, and she doesn't see him like that. They both seem to recognize a change in their relationship and both seem to miss each other and the relationship they used to have. What is my role here? Do I act as just a listener to their problems, or do I take a more proactive role in trying to get them to be close friends again? Are they both just using me, thinking that I'm talking to the other person? Devin and Tara are really bumming me out. <laughs> Love the bumming podcast, even the Godzilla one. Oh, that's nice. So hold on a minute. So Devin and Tara and are friends. They're, Tara just got divorced. Um, no. Um, they're not married to each other. No, no, they're just friends. But one of them got who got divorced? Oh, yeah. Tara recently divorced her husband. So okay. now Devin's trying to get all into it because says Tara says Tara says Tara to the to the sender sender. yeah and so they're now they miss each other but it's just hard because things have changed Uh, yeah there's a lot of interesting dynamics at play here um (laughs) but their question seems to be what's their role in it that's their question and I don't think you have a role yeah your role is very to just listen and that's kind of it i think i think so too you probably also don't have all the information mm-hmm. you know yeah, what i mean I'm sure like, there was one night where things with devin where where tara opened up mm-hmm. and devin devin was there yeah i mean i think in conversation uh you can be an advocate for their friendship i mean i think if tara's coming to you being like 
She won't stop talking about Devin. Devin's this, Devin's that. I think you can straight up say to Tara, this bums me out that you guys are having this weirdness in your relationship. And I think you should talk to each other just straight up because this is a bummer for me. Um, I think you're, you can totally say that. Yeah. yeah, that seems right to just say, look, that you two need to have this conversation Instead of each of you having half of it with me. I actually think that's spot on, Brian, that you need to stop humoring this back uh, behind the back talking. Right. And also, I mean, if Tara's really not that into Devin that much, then you just I mean, there you can just say like, look, I'm sick of talking about this stuff. You just need to tell him and he either listens or he doesn't. But well, he better listen. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, (laughs) not that he's I'm just saying listen in that like. He stops talking about it. like it yeah. stops being I mean, their friendship might be over because it might not be he might not be capable or she I don't know if Devin's a, a guy or a girl, but they may not be capable of being friends with Tara now that she's single and available. Yeah. Weird. I, but they were when she was married. I know. It's like there was there was it was off limits. And now it's like if he's a guy and she's a girl and they're both straight. It's like all of a sudden guys and girls can't be friends. Well, not if Devin now ha- has professed their love to Tara. Has did they say Devin pro- or she prof- just says that he's giving her weird vibes? Or- yeah, mm. I would say what, exactly what Brian said. You need to kind of like force them to talk to each other, and the only way you can do that is by not really engaging in it anymore. Just being like, you guys need to sort it out. I hope you can stay yeah. friends, but. Or if they're just venting, I mean that's fine too. But yeah. you, you gotta play you that gotta by ear. Do other things you, though. You, you, you know, get get out of town. Yeah, don't. <laughs> that's what I say. with Devin and I Tara. Know. That's too much. Go on a vacation yourself. Yeah, ditch them. Yeah. It looks like they're the three amigos. Weight. May I, it looks like things are never going to be the same. Yeah, and and you can't go back. That's oh, true. Brian, isn't that the truth? It's going to be new and different. Get used to that. Dynamics change. Ch-ch-ch-changes, turn and face the strange, ch-ch-changes. That's right. Brian, no one, uh, can Can I tell people your Instagram so they can follow you? Oh, of course, yes. Um. Uh, I don't even really know what it is. It's Parmboy5. Five. Parmboy5. Five, five. You never post. He, he only has that one no, picture of always, chicken parmesan on there. I'm always liking the... Yeah, Parm Boy. I see him creeping around because I'll see... A, I'll see I love it. It's my... So you're a looky. You're a looky, Lou, not a exactly. poster. No, I'll see him. I'll see him creeping. So Parm Boy, is it 05 or just 5? I think it's just 5, right? it's just 5. Because 1 through 4 were taken. All the other fans. <laughs> All the other parm, parm, chicken parmesan lovers. Um, so people can find you on Instagram, Parm Boy. And, you know, if if you follow Brian, he'll probably follow you back. And then you'll Definitely. get some Parm Boy likes. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, maybe once I get more involved, I'll start posting. Yeah. But you'll definitely get some free likes. Yeah. Well, I now that you're know. on the cloud. That's true, too. It's all <laughs> saved. And how do people find you on the cloud? You just have to steal my phone <laughs> or laptop. And then you have whatever you want. Fair enough. It's all on there. Um, it's all on there. Anything you'd want. You guys can find us at the Big Ones Pod on Twitter. You can email us your dear Big Ones if you have an idea for a big, big one, like a robot apocalypse type thing, or you know uh, something else with a monster or a, mm-hmm. uh, something with a uh, surgery. <laughs> My uncle got surgery from a robot. 
What? No. He had a surgery and a a robot performed it. Would you rather have a robot perform surgery on you? Well, it was a man or woman controlling a robot, like with a joystick. And the idea was that eventually it would be used to, you know, if the world's best surgeon lives in Maryland, Mm. but you're on a battlefield in Afghanistan, (gasps) that surgeon can Mm -hmm. still operate on you. That's amazing. Um, So it it was a test for that. So the doctor was just in the next room. But right. it was a robot performing the surgery. Oh, my God. Yeah. And how did it turn out? He died. No. <laughs> no. He died on the No, he was, fine. he was fine. It was completely fine. Brian, did you get a tattoo? Oh, yeah. I have a few. Oh, I haven't, how have I not seen you? I've had these I a while. I literally, the blood just... I, I just noticed that. It's really not good for a podcast. <laughs> it's Wait very a minute. visual. This is crazy. When did you get yeah. these tattoos? Um, they've, I've had these like almost a year now. I, I haven't think. seen them. And what? And I must have had. I think the last time I was here must have been cool out. You had your shirt. Yeah, you had your shirt on. Oh, let me see the <laughs> one now. Over you have there, your shirt Brian. off. Let me see the one over there. I've been there. shirtless this whole time. So that's a bird. Good. A, sp- a sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> these are all ink blot test type tattoos. What do you think this one is? That's a bull. That's a head of a, a bull. Okay. A skull. Oh, uh, a mascara. A no, no, that's a willow. It's a tree. It's a, tr- sort of. a and, tree. And do you, or do you want to say what they mean? I mean, I, it's silly. Not really. I just, I just got into it. I'd always wanted them. I liked them. Really? I liked. I, I got no into idea. The, and and you're gonna are you gonna keep going? Trigger. Yeah. How <gasps> far? I have a couple more. You can't see. Oh my god! He's Strip. gonna take <laughs> off his shirt, and it's gonna be a like a huge skull. Is no, no, be no, his no, entire no. It back. says the big ones. Nothing. <laughs> I have your new logo. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you going to be like tatted? No, 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 no. I just, I no. Just a little I mean, bit I here and there. I don't know. You don't it's, think, it's but that's addi- okay. It's pretty addicting. It is. It feels it's like you're, you're, you'll never die, right? Because you'll always be I want to remain in society. Like, right. I don't so you can't be, go up the neck, but you can do it on your. old age. Will yeah. you do colors? No, I don't know. I kind of just like. I just got a vision of you in like 10 years. You're bald. Grizzled. And you're grizzled. You're very tan. I'm spending more time in the sun, yeah, exactly. too, because I want to get grizzled. Yeah, and then you're just kind of like tatted up, and you're working in a garage. Can you grow a beard? No, nah, it's also kind of like moss. You like could tattoo friend. a beard on. That's true. <laughs> like a five o'clock shadow. Who's the guy with magnets that you do it? I could get that. Mm. A woolly willy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he'll post a picture of his tattoos to his yeah. Instagram. Yeah, if that's so great. Me, you should do an Instagram page just for your tats. Parm Boy's tats. Perfect. Well, that's I follow a lot of tattoo artists. That's what I'm kind of... Oh, my God. Whoa. You should get one of chicken parmesan. That's true. A big steaming right. chicken <laughs> parmesan on your belly. <laughs> That's where um, it's going. All right, guys. You can also join our Patreon. You'll get two episodes, extra episodes per month. Little as a dollar a month. And otherwise, this has been great, Brian. Thank you Do so it. much. Give them money. Thank you. Do heard it. it from him. Thanks for listening to The, the Big, Big Ones. ones. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.